get your bag right. Get busy on five extra loud mornings with Nicole De Silva. Yes, all right, let's do this. Back again like he never left. Andre Botma, how you doing, bro? How's it? Good and you, Nicole. Well, very well, thank you. What a formal start to a to a tax co- uh, chat. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me do this properly. All right, so whether you hate it or love it, we all got to pay our taxes. We know this. Death and taxes is the way we go. Um, last week, we focused on tax for businesses. This week, we are moving our attention to individual tax. Joining us again to navigate this conversation is tax consultant Andre Bortma. Thanks for joining us, Andre. Thank you so much again for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Um, Andre, what are some of the income streams that people tend to not manage properly or forget about when it comes to tax? Yeah. Um, so the, the, the first big one is, I think, uh, investment income. So there might be interest that people forget about that they've um, they, they either bought a property, they place the deposit down, and then that deposit goes into like an account that's interest-bearing, and you forget about it. And then you see the interest is now on your assessment and now you have to pay the tax on that. So that's one thing. Another one is rental income. Mm. Uh, I, I call it, you know, it's very sneaky because rental income, if you don't, if you have a rental profit, you're gonna, going to pay tax on it on your tax rate that you're on. Um, and also the other one is freelance, uh, freelance income. Uh, not because people don't know about it, but I think people just don't prepare for it um, as well as they can. That thing with the rental and with the yes. in- interest, those, yeah. are, those are very upsetting. So how does, explain the rental one because we taught from a young age and, and I'm speaking as somebody who read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, whatever, uh, when I was a teenager, <laughs> like property was the way to go. Like this was yeah. the way for the for the money to help you. Now, what do you mean I'm being taxed more? Well, I mean, rental income. The the thing is, if you if you've got a um, if you've got a bond on the rental property, but the but the the rental income that you're earning is more than the expenses, yeah. then you're making obviously a profit. But that gets added to your other income. Yes. But the other income already has pays you earn on it, but rental income doesn't. So if mm. you've got additional rental income of like. You know, you're making a profit of three thousand rand a month. Mm. That can add up to thirty k. Thirty k at thirty percent sounds a lot like nine thousand rand of tax. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I call it a tax trap because people don't people uh, people think a um, rental property. People, people, yeah. yeah, people sometimes forget that there's going to be tax. So my my general rule of thumb is to save between ten to twenty percent of your additional non-pay-as-you-earn income to cover for those taxes that you don't anticipate to pay. Fun. Okay, let's move on because that one was depressing. Um, <laughs> uh, what are... Uh, actually, this is a good one. Uh, how does contributing to a retirement fund help when it comes to tax and how significant is this impact? Should we all be putting our money into an RA to help us with tax? Well, I mean, uh, you can do a you can do a pension f- uh, pension fund contributions or provident con- fund contributions or retirement annuity. Those three all go um, are all treated in the same way in the Income Tax Act, in that you get a 27.5 percent uh, deduction. So up to 27.5 percent you can take, hmm. and the maximum you can do in a year is 350,000. So tax saving is quite massive. Now, I can't obviously recommend RA as a product to buy, but from a tax point of view, simply giving the information, it is 
it's possibly one of the only ways for individuals that salaried for a salaried employee to actually get a massive deduction on their taxes. Mm. And obviously the, the, the other benefit of an RA is that you don't really have that much access to it. So, it, so the RA protects, Forced, yeah. Pro, yeah, it protects you from yourself. Yes. So, right. <laughs> Especially um, with sales. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can get, uh, if you, if you're in, the higher your tax bracket, the bigger the tax saving mm. uh, of a retirement annuity. So it becomes more and more attractive the higher, the higher up the tax bracket you go. Andre, I've just gotten a question now related to the rental property tax from Candace. She wants to know, what if you're making a loss on your rental property? How does the tax work then? So if you're making a loss, the loss can carry forward. Um, uh, <clears throat> uh, sorry, the, the, the loss can reduce your taxable income. Yes. But uh, what SARS wants to see is they want eventually to see that you, are, that you do have an intention of profit making. They want you to to make a rental a, a rental profit. So, um, but it's normal for lo- for pr- properties to make losses over a three to five year period, especially when you first buy the property. Yes. Um, and th- that will reduce your taxable income. But I would just be careful of ring fencing. Now that's a bit more technical. Um, but SARS can ring fence your property loss, uh, your your rental property losses. All that means is that it won't be deducted against your other ta- uh, against your other income, so you, you won't get a tax benefit of the of the loss. Mm. So I would just be uh, careful. I, I would I would get some advice if you've got a, a property that's been running at a loss for a few years already. When I say we've been inundated by messages, I really mean it, Andre. So just very quickly, if someone wants to find out from a professional these types of things without going to SARS because we think we're going to get in trouble. Are you available yeah. to like hit up? Do you offer this advice to individuals or is this not something that you do? Yeah, yeah, this is this is what I do. Um, in fact, I quit my job and uh, I'm starting my own consultancy the 1st of September. Oh, well, there we go. Look at that. Uh, you, you're going to get all the messages today, though, and like <laughs> this, this week. So September needs to come very fast. But if someone wants to get in touch with you before we get uh, into this, yeah, how do we do yeah. that? I'm available on Twitter, so Andre Botma Tax is the easiest way to find me. Okay, and it's Botma B O T H M A Andre Botma Tax. Okay, cool. That's where you can find him on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter account, we're not giving out his number. Start a Twitter account or just search for him and then get in touch. All right, Andre, I'm going to go straight into the questions. Um, all very relevant. Hey guys, loving the show. Uh, I've got a good question for the tax man. Uh, you've got your nine to five. Obviously, your uh, tax comes off that as normal. Uh, what if you have a side hustle, as most of us do these days, um, and you pocketing a bit of extra change on the side, on the side hustle? What happens with tax then? Mm. Mm-hmm. No, it's a great question. I mean, I, I I suggest everyone should have a side hustle. It's a great idea if you have the time and the, and the capability to, and the extra skills. The thing is, what I the first thing I recommend is to separate your side hustle income from what you get as a normal salary. It makes the bookkeeping easier. It, it, it allows you to know your numbers really well. Like a separate and, account? A separate account? Yeah, a separate it? account. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, run it like a proper business. And so only run your, uh, your side hustle income and your side hustle expenses through that account. And then at the end of the year, do the bookkeeping um, or, ha- or do, do Sage or do Zero or whatever you use. Do it on Excel 
and then you need to get to a net profit number, which you need to pay tax on. But again, the same tax, the same tax advice applies. Ten to twenty percent is a good uh, percentage to to go by. Ten if you're not earning that much. Twenty if you're at the higher income brackets um, of tax that you need to set aside. Mm. And uh, then then you then you, your taxes are basically taken care of. Um, if you do that. At the offset, as the income comes in, you won't have a tax scare. Um, something that I've been very used to throughout my career of people who don't do, who don't set aside um, money for taxes, and then they, you know, then they're surprised that they that they yeah. need to pay SARS X amount of money. Uh, next one I've got here for you, Andre. Um, with regards to tax, do I need to have a tax number and charge tax on invoices for my small businesses? Okay, so this is more of that question, uh, the, um, and we did cover this a little bit last, last week. week. We did it but, last um, week, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, you won't charge, you don't need to charge VAT. In fact, you can't unless you're registered. And like I said last week, you know, to become registered is quite a quite an admin schlep. But mm-hmm. from a normal income tax point of view, you, you do need a tax number in order to declare and submit your tax returns to SARS. Perfect. Um, but yeah, and registrations is very quickly and very easy these days. Um, you just need your your ID and your address, and then you do it on e-filing. So e-filing, but you're there. Perfect. All right, I've got another voice note one. Hi, Five FM. I'm a sports scientist, and I trade as an online business manager for entrepreneurs in my niche. And all my clients are based in the USA. So this is my first year in South Africa, as we were based in Bali pre-COVID. Um, where do I start with my taxes? How do I go about this? Oh, Whew. international clients. Yeah, that's uh, and if she's based in in SA and an SA tax resident, um, the first thing I would the, the, my first question is: Does the UA does the US uh, does the IRS deduct any tax? Uh, is there any tax deducted before the money lands into your SA bank account? Mm. That's the first question. If there's no tax being deducted in in the US then all the tax must be accounted for in South Africa. And um, if, it's run, if, if it's run as a small business or in your personal capacity, you obviously have expenses that you can net off against that. The, the problem is you're going to need to use the average exchange rate for the, um, you know, the, mm. the average exchange rate on the US, uh, for the US dollar. And uh, yo, that's a lot of tax to pay. Um, because if, you, if you're getting paid in a foreign country, in a foreign currency, but you live in SA, that is like the gold standard, right? Because you're getting paid in dollars and pounds. Um, <laughs> but again, the more you earn, the more you pay. Um, yeah. But at least she can take advantage of, sorry for assuming uh, gender, but at least, uh, at, at least they can take advantage of the fact that they can deduct business expenses. Sure. Okay. Um so Sorry, I'm I speaking too fast. No, you're not. I'm just so overwhelmed because as you're talking, there's more questions coming in. And I, me, I, I'm a people pleaser. Hey, I don't like to leave no man, no no person behind. Leave no person behind. That's me. So please, again, Andre Botma Tax, if you want to speak to him or find a tax consultant who can answer these questions for you because they're all very relevant. And if you don't get it sorted out, like... They will find you. They're very much like um, Liam Neeson from Taken. They will find you. They have a particular skin skill set, and and they will find you, and they will text you on those things that you're asking about now if you don't get it sorted out. Um, Here's another one. Um, Where do I stand with medical expenses as a private patient not on medical aid? What can Mm. be claimed back from SARS? 
So this is this is a really a, a really big pain point. I mean, uh, before 2013, you used to be able to claim medical deductions as a normal deduction, but SARS changed the rule on us, and they changed the system that it's just a medical aid tax credit. Now, how the tax credits work if you're not part of a medical aid is you need to obviously keep account of what you uh, of the um, medical expenses that you paid for out of pocket. But if it's not more than 10% of your, of your income, you are not really going to get a benefit of, oh. uh, of the medical, um, of the medical expense that you've had. However, there's a caveat. If you're over 65 or if you have a disability or there's a disability in your family that you, that you pay, then there's a larger deduction. Uh, I mean, a larger credit. Um, but if, if you're under 65 and you don't have a, dis, uh, a qualified dis- or, or uh, a registered disability, the, the way SARS defines it, um, then, you, then you don't benefit as, uh, as much. Andre, you're so good at what you do, man. Thank you. Like all of this is just coming like boom, 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 and, you, and you're getting it. Um, all right. Here's, here's two that I think might be related. Um, sports betting. Mm-hmm. Do you pay tax on the winnings? That's from Tepo. And then another one with regards to cryptocurrency. How, how does tax, is that kind of in the same bracket or completely different? Yeah, co- completely different. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, sports- sorry. So somebody also asked about Forex. I'm guessing Forex and crypto will probably be in the same bracket. No, that's oh. also different. Oh, shucks. That's, that's fine. I'm going to shoot down all three very quickly. Okay. Okay, sports betting is considered a suspect trade. So it's similar to like uh, something like horse betting because the you know often people do it as a hobby, right? Yeah. And uh, and if you're making losses, it's very likely it's also ring fenced it. And if you're making profits, you have to pay tax on the profits that you make. Mm. Cryptocurrency is a whole other beast. I'm not going to talk about it on radio. Um, this is very specific advice. I consider myself a crypto tax specialist. Please yeah. contact me. No, honestly, not even accountants want to do, um, yeah. you know, because, because it's so vague, the yeah. IFRS and whatnot. Forex, very simple. You pay tax on, you will make a foreign exchange gain if you've bought dollars at a certain rate and then you sell your dollars. Um, but again, you need to keep track of the dollars or whatever uh, exchanges you buy and then at what rate you sell them and then you pay tax on the profit. Um, so very much the same as uh, sports um, sports betting or but crypto tax. Okay, crypto tax very uh, very simple. If you invest and you huddle, um, you hold on for dear life and you sell, then that's likely to be capital gains tax. However, if you trade it as a trader, that will be taxed as a normal taxable income. However, if you also move a crypto from uh, from one from one coin to another, that's a tax a taxable event. If you use crypto to buy stuff, that's a taxable event. If you mine crypto, that's a taxable event. Hmm. <laughs> you, you, you hear what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a minefield. Everything. Everything. Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah, basically almost any crypto movement, um, including the ones that you sell to fiat, to normal currency, is a, a taxable event. So the most tax efficient thing you can do from a tax point of view for cryptocurrency is hold on for dear life and don't sell. Hmm. And then deal with it later. I yeah. guess, all in one go. All right, very last one. It was a voice note, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, especially when it comes to getting returns. Morning, guys. I was audited last year. Um, still have not received my return. Mm. Uh, we've lodged a few disputes, but still mm-hmm. nothing. they just dead quiet. So I'm not sure if I should do this year's now before they've finished auditing and whatever they're doing with the last year's. Thank you. What do you do? 
They must pay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is, this is outstanding supporting documents for start dragging their feet to issue like something like a completion letter or, or a new assessment. It is going to take time for SARS to actually pay out the refund. The, my advice is to ask a tax practitioner or somebody knowledgeable to just check the, the e-filing profile to see what specifically is the holdup. Um, because nothing can, if it stands still, it will stand still for years. Yeah. Uh, SARS only wakes up if you tell them, okay, listen, yeah, th- this is what's going on here. Um, can, uh, I'm creating a new case. I'm, I'm submitting a complaint or whatever the case may be. But if, if you just leave it and you don't do anything. But she, um, sent, so, she said that she sent like yes. follow-ups and nothing's yeah. happened. No, I understand. But, but the thing is, you need to check e-filing to see when was the last uh, other objection submitted? Has, been, has a completion letter been issued? Hmm. Uh, if not, submit a complaint. With a complaint, what happens is SARS has 21 working days to answer you. If they don't, you can take it to the tax ombud. Okay. All right. So you've got to go full car in order to get a response, basically. Yes. Okay. Go, go, go. Swing for the fences when SARS don't do what they're supposed to be doing. Mm, especially if it's a refund. I mean, howls bells. We don't get lots of those. Okay. Um, Andre, this has been very enlightening. And as always, this will be on 5FM Catch Up. Go to 5FM.co.za. Look for Catch Up's Five Extra Loud Mornings. And last week's one on business tax is there as well. Uh, somebody else was asking business stuff, saying, oh, if the company that I work for doesn't tax, what do I do? Listen, babes, you've got to get in touch with Andre or another tax consultant or maybe um, something in the Catch Up will be able to help you out. Andre, thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. And um, yeah, keep doing you. Good luck with the new venture going, um, going solo from September. That's going to be great. It is. It is. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. You are so welcome. Well, there we go. Hopefully that helped you with some of your questions. If not, uh, speak to somebody in the know because guaranteed they will find you if you are owing them the money. Get your bag right. Get busy on 5 Extra Loud Mornings with Nicole De Silva.